yesterday morning, I woke up at about 3.45 a.m. because I had gone to bed early on Sunday and didn't realize that it was supposed to snow overnight. I, You know, you get caught up in your life, right? And sometimes you pay very close attention to the forecast. And other times, you're not really paying attention. Watched the Vikings have a great game, slept on and off, went what? to bed early. Oh, my God, that game, bro. You Did you watch that game? Charlie Brown got to kick the football. That's what happens. In he those kicked games. the football. He cooked it. He kicked it. <laughs> okay, so anyway, not, I don't, we'll, we'll share that because I got some sports guys coming up or sports individuals coming up in December. That game might have been the greatest football oh, game I ever watched. But gosh. I went to bed early. It was exhausting. After three and a half hours of that game, I was done. And then I woke up on Monday morning, and it was snowing. There was snow covering my truck, and I was... Delighted. I love snow. I love this time of year. I love the transition of the seasons. And I knew that traffic was going to be slow even at 4.45 in the morning. And I knew that people were going to be frustrated and irritated and people were going to be bitching about the snow. I'm I'm one of those weirdos who I love, love, love the snow. And that song we heard, even though it's from Charlie Brown Christmas, it's to me that's not about Christmas. That's about what happens when the seasons change and celebrating this cold, weird, white, wintry place that we live in. I love that song so much, and I love this time of year. You all right with the snow, Sean? Uh, eventually. <laughs> I, I was not ready for it. I was not ready for it. I just got back from either. Ireland where it was like 57 and passing rain and beautiful bright green. Yeah. And then I got a cold, and it just was weird for me to have snowfall. And I didn't really look at the forecast, so I had no idea it was coming. I had no idea. So I woke up to, oh. Time to brush the car off. Yeah, exactly. It's the Brian Oak Show, episode 281. This podcast has been going on for now more than three years, which is really hard to fathom. Because when Sean first asked me, all low, these many years ago, (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck is a podcast? (laughs) I'd literally listened to one, yet here we are these many years later. And here we are in the Smart Start MN Studios, located in South Central Minneapolis, one of my favorite spots on the planet in the Smart Start MN Studios. Let's go ahead and thank our sponsors real quick before we get to today's guest, Smart Start MN, Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. What the hell does that mean? My car doesn't need repair. No, but your life might at some point if you or someone you love or know or adore has a DUI. They fucked up, right? And there's no way around that. But there is a way to get back to your normal life sooner than you otherwise might. And Smart Start MN is a a device that gets installed in your vehicle that lets you drive even though you got in real, real trouble. It takes really compassionate people to come up with this concept just to say people are going to be guilty before proven innocent in this case. Their license is going to be taken away. And the fact that Ed and Mike were at the forefront to be able to say, let's give people an opportunity to drive so they can actually make some money to get to their job to pay all the fees and lawyer fees and everything else they'll need to. I'll be honest. uh, From what I've read in magazines... A DUI is relatively expensive, and you are going to need to be able to still get the kids to daycare or get yourself to work or comport your business in a way that you need to be able to do. Smart Start MN will get you back to at least some semblance of a normal life, at least being able to drive sooner and for less money than you might otherwise expect. Just go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. That'll get you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock. I'm excited about talking to our guest today because she's been a guest on our show before and she's been doing what she does for a very long time at a very high level and she is celebrating a milestone anniversary with a very special event coming up in the very near future. We'll get to that momentarily, but first I want to thank our most recent sponsor, by the way, whose podcast I'm going to be on on Friday. That's right. Yeah, I I think I've been the guest on, other than Mishki. I've not been a guest on another podcast before. It's weird. It's also nice, though, because you get to come in and just be like yourself and like hope you have some semblance of sanity or some idea of sounding like a normal human being. It's so weird having interviewed people for more than 30 years now. Being the interviewee is very weird, so I look forward to it. But I want to say hello to Joe Burgess and the entire team at Moxie Wealth Management, the latest sign-ons to the Brian Oak Show podcast. What do they do? Well... They realize that a lot of us, you know, maybe we've accumulated a little something. Maybe we have a 401k or a Roth IRA. Maybe we've got a little nugget hidden to the side. But what are you going to do with that to turn it into something real? I mean, 
we're all getting older, right, Sean? I don't know about you, but I'm getting older. It doesn't feel like it some days, but other days it really, really does. I'll be honest. I'm feeling every minute of it today. Yes. All right? And you realize that nothing goes on forever, but you are going to need uh, resources and you are going to need some sort of access as you move on to whatever wealth you've accumulated so far. But it can be better than you otherwise might think it is right now. And the good thing about Moxie Wealth Management is that they have a whole team, right? Whether we're talking about insurance or assets or property or no matter what it is you might have in your portfolio, even if like me, you don't really think of it as a portfolio, I do have things available to me that I have literally no idea what to do with. This is when we get a hold of a Moxie Wealth Management. That's exactly right. And Joe and his team do a great job of staying in touch with you to keep you updated about where you're at, what you need to do to prepare for retirement. Go to moxiewealthmanagement.com for more information. As a quick reminder, Joe Burgess is a registered representative and investment advisor representative of Securian Financial Services Incorporated. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Securian Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Northstar Resource Group is independently owned and operated. Moxie is affiliated with Northstar Resource Group and is independently owned and operated. 2701 University Avenue Southeast, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55414. I often find that the only thing people love more than legalese is music. I mean, they're sort of 50-50 for me. It depends on who you are. And it depends on the day, right? It really does. I mean, some days you'd love to just sit there and listen to the sort of flowing rhythm of legalese. Just with a fire fire going, some hot cocoa, and some legalese. (laughs) Welcome to the Brian Oak Show. I am Brian Oak. That is Sean Bernard. I can hear your congestion. Mine is slowly beginning to fade, but you're still a little bit in the teeth of it. Are you feeling all right? Well, I do feel fine, actually. This is day 10. So that's usually the life cycle of most of my colds, but it's still on the throat a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, I... And it's time listen, no, to here change. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I woke up this morning wheezing, and I'm like, am I Ebenezer Scrooge? And the answer is, I might be. Up next, we're going to talk to <laughs> Ellen Stanley, a.k.a. Mother Banjo. She's got this incredible event coming up, 20 years of Women Folk Radio. Awesome. And we're going to talk about that very, very shortly. But first, I wanted to say goodbye to a legend. Now, there... There are legends. So you, when you think of the band The Clash, right? You yeah. know the band The Clash. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows the band The Clash. But you think of Joe Strummer. You mm-hmm. think of, well, frankly, just the least known name of anybody on that particular list is a guy whose name I've just forgotten because I have Well, he was in the, the very, page. very early days, right? The earliest days. Yeah. And really got his name best known as the guitar player for P.I.L. Yeah, Keith Levine, dead at the age of 65 of liver, liver cancer and i think that i stand with everyone who's had cancer hit anyone in their life fuck cancer um i've never been the biggest clash fan in the entire world and really he would go on to do most of his important work with pil along with john lydon aka johnny rotten but john lydon has become one of the most ridiculous right-wing pigs on planet earth in the entertainment medium in the last 10 15 years i'm not playing pil even though i remain a fan of their music so i'm going to go back to earlier days of the clash we're going to listen to death or glory and we'll be talking to ellen stanley coming up next on the brian oak show
It's the Brian Oak Show, episode 281. Let's get right into the teeth of what we're here to talk about today, and that would be catching up with Ellen Stanley. Ellen, hello. Hi. So great to be here. Good to see you. How are you? Good to see you, too. Uh, I'm very good. You know, all viruses aside, um, Mm. I'm feeling pretty good today, even with a three and a half year old who likes to bring home bugs from preschool. Oh, yeah. Oh, so my wife is an educator, and my daughter, who's now, you know, in her 20s, but I remember when she was very little... From about the time she was four years old, beginning at preschool, till mm. about the time she was eight, she almost never didn't have a nasal infection. Like, literally the entire time, it was always green and boogery and terrible, <laughs> and this time of year was always the worst, so I'm sorry to hear you going through that. Yeah, well, but you know, once it becomes your normal state and you just embrace it and accept it, uh, then you can move on. So, I'm feeling pretty good. All right, good. good. Well, I, you know, I appreciate your positivity, especially in this rather negative day and age. Ellen, you have been a guest on the show before, but to bring some other people up to speed, tell me what Women Folk Radio is. Women Folk is a weekly radio program that I've been hosting now for 20 years, although the program actually um, predated my hosting of it um, on KFAI Community Radio. And it features the best in women's folk and Americana and roots music from around the globe and from right here in Minnesota. So it's a nice mix of uh, local and international artists. And we do artist interviews. And probably the best thing about it is, um, you know, not the the best part isn't that I don't get paid. But the best part (laughs) is that as a result of not getting paid and being a volunteer DJ at a community station like KFAI, I get to play whatever I want. And that probably is what has kept me going for 20 years is that I have uh, full creative control and I get to just champion artists I like, whether they're an artist I heard busking on the street in New Orleans or whether it's an artist I heard at a bar in Minnesota or whether it's a big name act, you know, that sells out arenas and that I was able to nail down an interview with. Um, I like being able to to showcase all good music. I feel like you and I are on the same page when it comes to you have to have a certain amount of money to be able to keep a roof over your head, have a vehicle, eat food, the very, very basics, right? But I've never had a job in my adult life, and I'm 54 years old where I've had a dress code. I've never had to. I, now, again, my job. But when you find yourself in those rare situations where you have creative control, I don't mean to sound like some sort of weird idealist or communist, but there are more important things than money, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. it's why you do it. It's why you show up at a volunteer-based community radio station as important and influential as KFAI. It's why you love doing what you do. And now you've done it for 20 years. Congratulations. That's so great. Thank you. Well, you know, what's amazing is I think I've been doing 
uh, uh, public radio for over 25 years because I did radio in college, a mm-hmm. similar kind of radio show. And then when I moved to the Twin Cities in 2001, I got involved with KFAI right away, um, started volunteering in the music library, and um, later had an opportunity. The previous host of Women Folk was moving to Boston, and I had gotten involved with the station and started subbing. And I applied to uh, take over the show and sort of recreated the show. And now uh, we've grown it a lot, and now it's syndicated, carried on other stations across the country. And that was one of the wow. rare bright sides of the pandemic was that I had to learn how to beef up my home studio and pre-record my shows from home, like a lot of DJs did. Mm-hmm. And um, the good news is that was kind of the hump for me syndicating a lot. over the years. Uh, artists have been like, oh, you should syndicate the show. And I was like, yeah, it feels like a lot of extra work when you're a volunteer. <laughs> right? The idea right. that I have to do something beyond the like four to six hours I spend prepping the show, doing interviews, hosting the show. Mm-hmm. The idea of doing more than that to pre-record an extra exportable show mm. seems like too much work because um, I do lots of other things in my life other than uh, host a radio show. So, um <laughs> But uh, once I had the home studio and I was pre-recording anyway, I thought, you know, I should look into see what it would take to to syndicate this thing. And it turned out it was doable. So now I've I've continued to produce the show from home and um, uh, KFAI is our wonderful um, home base. And um, but, yeah, now people are enjoying those Minnesota artists um, around the globe, wherever they're tuned in from. Which is genius. So let me ask you this, not to be mercenary about it, but. We live in a mercenary age, I guess, for lack of a better term. By syndicating the show, have you been able to turn it, even in a modest way, into a revenue stream? Mm -hmm. A little bit. And um, enough to, like, feel like it's worth the time I put into it. And I think that's the main thing is, you know, as as my time gets more, even more valuable, the older I get, I feel even more... I don't know, possessive about my <laughs> the hours in my day and now having a, a, a young child as well and yeah. being a musician and, you know, all these things that I want to do, I feel like, and I work from home, I work for myself. So the idea of like, if I'm going to take a few hours out of my day where I could be doing other work, I need to be able to justify that a little bit. Um, any time spent away from my family or other work. So, um, so yeah, this, this kind of enables me to do that and uh, find it motivating to, um, again, bring this music to more people because that's what it's about, right? Literally a hundred feet away from where we're sitting right now, coming up on November twentieth, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is this coming Sunday, is going to be Women Folk Radio, hosted by yourself, celebrating twenty years of this show that you're talking about. Twenty years is not a joke, Ellen. Um, I mean, like twenty years is that's real effort, that's real time, that's real commitment, and it shows that if you don't have a passion for what you do, there's a 0% chance you're celebrating 20 years of anything. All right. I don't care. I don't care what it is. You know, I mean, like, unless you love it, especially given the financial situation, everything else, if you don't love it and you put together something truly incredible this coming Sunday at the, um, did I call it the Skyway? No. Oh, Parkway. Parkway. Good. I just, I've done it. I've done it too many times. The Parkway Theater on Chicago near 48th in South Minneapolis has become an incredible venue, an incredible destination, not only for film, but for these great performances and celebrations. Before we get into our next song, because I hate to go too long without a song, give me the 30 second elevator speech. If you met someone and they're like, oh, that sounds interesting. What do you got going on on Sunday? Well, we're going to celebrate uh, my 20th anniversary of hosting Women and Folk with some of the artists that have been a big part of the show over the years, some of the big Minnesota artists we've championed uh, from all different generations and all different flavors of folk. So we'll have some bluegrass, we'll have some singer-songwriter, we'll have some blues, we'll have some country, we'll have some instrumental music. Uh, so the idea is that there'll be a little, it's like a little sampler platter, if you will, of of what you can hear on Women Folk on a regular basis. Molly Mayer's going to be there. Jonathan Brooke is going to be there. Bicky, uh, Becky Schlegel, sorry. Uh, Elise Delaney. Uh, Ellis. Ellis is going to be there? Ellis is going to be there. Come on. Oh, man. Don't make me go out on a Sunday, Ellen, please. The it's okay early. Factor, it's Anne 7 p.m. That's so you say, but I know how these things <laughs> go, all right? But also, Mary Coutrefello, who made this incredible splash low these many years ago on the national scene mm-hmm. and decided to make Minnesota her ta- her home. That's what we're going into mm-hmm. right here, right? 
Yeah. And uh, Mary actually also grew up in my home state of Connecticut, but we met here. Actually, we met in the KFAI studio. She was leaving another radio show and I was like, oh, she was awesome. I need to I need to grab her music for my show. And that's another thing I love about KFAI is like I learn as much from the other DJs as I do from uh, my own research and going out to shows. And Mary Cutcherfell has been such a big part of this local music scene. And uh, she put out a great record with another transplant to Minnesota named Trevor McSpadden. And they hold up uh the White Squirrel every Tuesday night doing country music. And this is from the album they put out this year called Live at the White Squirrel. This is Lonesome, Ownery, and Mean. Thank you very much. You're welcome, and thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, So let me be very clear, Ellen. Uh, Ellen Stanley is our guest on The Brian Oak Show. 
If I came down to the Parkway Theater this Sunday evening to celebrate 20 years of women folk radio, I would get to see Mary Cutterfellow live? Yes. So all that that hooting and hollering that you just heard from that Live at the White Squirrel record recorded at a venue in St. Paul, uh, you could be one of those hooping and hollering people. Um, And also what's going to be cool is that she usually plays at bars like the White Squirrel and 331 and places like that. And she rocks it. She owns the stage. But uh, getting to see her in like kind of a more of a listening room vibe where you yeah. can have like a fancy cocktail and hang out, uh, you know, you don't get to do that every day. And that's, I think, what's really special about this show coming up is that there's so many different artists who are playing, uh, but you don't usually get to see them together because they're all kind of different flavors of what I call folk music, which mm-hmm. is a broad umbrella. A I'm not very broad umbrella. Yeah. And you'll hear that even from the like three songs we're going to hear on today's show. Right. But um, if you listen to women folk, you'll you'll hear like non-English music and then you'll hear something like Mary and then you're going to hear, you know, like Joan Baez or something. So it really ranges quite a bit. Well, and I think that it's important because one of the things Sean and I talk about on the show constantly is context right like you need to know and it sounds so cliche every time i say it out loud but you need to know where things came from to understand and to properly appreciate them now now there's there's also just your base lizard brain like this song's a fucking jam this song i don't give a shit about (laughs) there's that but then also to if you're at all a historian or a fan or an archivist or the story is important to you to hear a Joan Baez song. Like, do I love every Joni Mitchell song? Absolutely not. Do I think that without Joni Mitchell, the sound of American music is entirely different than it is today? Absolutely. You can not love everything someone does and still appreciate their place in the Pantheon. And that's what I like about what you do. You've been doing this for a long time. Before we talk more about this particular event, we're also going to cover some other banjo action. I do want to check in with my friend Sean. He just came back from the tuberculosis ward. And <laughs> true. it sounds like they've administered antibiotics. Um, but before we go any further, you're also a sponsor of this show, in addition to being part owner, which I'm not sure that we've covered all the legalese there. Are you allowed to sponsor and benefit? As far as you know. Fine by me. You know, <laughs> I would rather not ever have to look at a legal document than worry about the finances. You are a realtor for Edina Realty, the 50th in France location. How are things going? Things are great. It's been a wonderful year. Um, just been so great helping people buy and sell. Sometimes not even for themselves. It might be for their parents who are moving on to a smaller home or that sort of thing. I've done that a few times this year. Uh, anything from first-time home buyers to people moving on to maybe... Uh, you know, assisted living. That's happened as well. If you know of somebody that's looking to buy or sell, 612-859-2594. I donate a portion of every buy and sell to a local artist or a musician. So you're saying up to and including Mary Cutrafello, Ellis, The OK yes. Factor, Becky Schlegel, Ann Reed, Molly Mayer, Jonathan Brooke, perhaps even Mother Banjo. That mm-hmm. is correct. And what's funny is people, every once in a while somebody says, I don't know, you just pick one. I have about 25 artists that yeah, I have that I can just pick from them. All of those artists I just rattled off are going to be part of the 20 Years of Women Folk Radio, hosted by none other than uh, Mother Banjo's Ellen Stanley, this coming Sunday at the Parkway Theater, 4814 Chicago Avenue South. A very comfortable venue, a very cool venue, and as Ellen intimated, a very artist-friendly venue. Like, I've gone there over the years through different ownerships, and it's always been the right-size vibe. In fact, I've sat up on that stage to do a Q&A after Spinal Tap one night. I mean, it's just, it's the right kind of venue whether they're having a featured artist every you know thursday uh like uh, uh, or a a different director being featured every sunday in the afternoons it's a very cool and important place in south minneapolis we all live here right this is our neighborhood mm-hmm. this is it's all part of the culture whether we're talking about folk music or doing a Hayao Miyazaki rep- retrospective. Throughout, you know, the, <laughs> seriously, like whatever it is, having places like this enriches the neighborhood in which we live, and it's crucial. So at least I don't know once a month, try to go out to uh, maybe more if you can. But if not, once a month, go out and support a local restaurant, a local theater like this. Listen to something on KFAI, even though those fuckers, man. Back in 1989, I went to KFAI and yeah. I, I asked them if I could have a radio show. And they looked at me and they kind of did a little hand ring and shook their heads. And we're like, we're just not sure you're ready yet. <laughs> 
It's okay. I've gotten over it, though. As, yeah, you, can, as okay. you can tell, I have totally gotten over it, Ellen. Everything's fine. I don't it, know how they didn't let you, but they let me in. Seems like the biggest no, mistake of no, all time. I, I, no, I wouldn't call it the biggest mistake of all time. <laughs> it did make me fight harder, and it did it did make me go, go back to college so that I could get a job on Radio K. His voice didn't change till 1991, though. That's, That's not true. Okay. No, it dropped in, like, 1978. <laughs> That's true. Uh, anyway, so... Before we get back to the gig at hand that you have coming up on Sunday, Women Folk Radio, if people want to hear it on KFAI, when and how and what do we do? Uh, Wednesday mornings from 8 to 10 a.m. I've Over the years, of course, I've moved around on the schedule Sunday afternoons, Tuesday afternoons. Now we're on Wednesday mornings. Um, but it's a great, great time in the schedule, and I'm surrounded by amazing radio neighbors. But the, this is so KFAI because KFAI is an eclectic radio station with over a hundred programs. To say the very least, thirteen it, languages. Uh-huh. I mean, it, it really there's music wow. and um, public affairs for every flavor of everything. Right. Um, but the show right before mine is, uh, is I love it. It's one of my favorites. Poetry, science, and wrestling is the name of the oh show. Oh my god! And it's as great as it sounds. They do a live crossword during the show. They have live musical guests. Uh, they share little science segments. It's amazing. That uh, sounds great, actually. Yeah, and wrestling? It is amazing. And well, and they'll sometimes, I don't think they actually wrestle in the studio, but they sometimes will talk about wrestling okay. on the show. Like a and suplex then, or a figure four <laughs> leg lock sure. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Atomic elbow. And o- then, off, the top, off the top turnbuckle, baby. <laughs> that's Here right. It comes. And then, uh, and then comes my show. And then after my show comes Doc's show uh, called Desert Islands, which uh, is hosted by the local musician They Self. And it's uh, basically the premise of that show is uh, their uh, live guest uh, picks their top 10 Desert Island albums. And Doc creates a playlist, a mixtape based on those. So including those albums, but also other artists that they think they'd like. And then they come in and talk about the albums. So I'm in between these two amazing shows, uh, which has been so much fun. Uh, So, yeah, Wednesday mornings, 8 to 10 a.m. But you can also stream it anytime at KFAI.org or through their mobile app or at womenfolkradio.com. Uh, you can always find the most, uh, the two most recent shows. So your shows are archived and available at least on recently. my website. Too. Right, very well on demand. I, I like that. Oh, as it were. Um, <laughs> I, I like the fact that you are so complimentary of the bookends on either side of your show. But you're not doing this for 20 years if you're not pulling off something great yourself. All right, <laughs> let, let me, You know, I I know it's hard for all of us to take compliments, but. You don't get to do something for 20 years if people don't respond and people don't enjoy it. And for me, KFAI has always been this weird unicorn in the sense that its diversity is both its greatest strength and its greatest weakness. Because I don't ever really know, not being intimately familiar with the schedule on an hour-to-hour, day-to-day basis, I don't know what I'm going to get. So sometimes I'll tune in and I'll be like, this is mind-bendingly amazing and cool. And other times I'm like, <laughs> I don't I don't know anything about Sub-Saharan African uh, and the folk music there, so I'm cool for 15 minutes and then I got to dip, you know? So, right. But it's wonderful. In all sincerity, from a philosophical or aesthetic standpoint, that there is a place like that in the Twin Cities. This place is so rich and so cool in in its cultural diversity, in the availability, in the amount of things that are offered here. So to have a radio station that reflects just how, you know, I think there's still a lot of coastal bias. A lot of people who don't live here don't have any fucking idea no, just how right. cool mm-hmm. Minnesota is. Yep. And I think we all agree on that. To have a station that reflects just how diverse it is here and just how interesting and unpredictable it can be here, I think, is one of the best things that we've got going for us. So I love the fact that you're keeping it strong over there. Do you like your new Wednesday morning slot? I do. I think it actually, it's nice because I don't feel a pressure that I have to be playing like... Sometimes in the Tuesday afternoons, I felt like I had to keep things a little more up, yeah. you know, like people are driving home. It's like four to six. They've had a long work day. Yeah. They're irritated. I don't want to have a lot of like, you know, serious down stuff. I still played it, but I had to be careful about how I wove it in together. I'm very conscious of the listeners who are listening live. Not so many folky murder ballad kind right. of things. Now I can play as many bur- murder ballads as I want because at <laughs> 8 a.m. I'm feeling, I'm sometimes feeling that rage. Yeah. Um, and oh, so, welcome uh, to the goddamn club, Ellen. Exactly. But yeah. um, the other thing about KFAI too is uh, you were talking about the eclecticism and how it's not for everyone. And I think that's the beauty of it as I think, the more radio tries to become everything to everybody, it the least the less interesting it gets, right? And I feel like when you have radio, I have no idea what you're talking about. 
I feel like commercial radio has never been stronger. Things are wonderful. Here's Maroon 5. I do feel like that uh, what KFI has tried to do is is amplify the voices that don't get enough airtime yes. on those other stations. And I think KFI continues to change and change the programming to respond to the needs of the people that live here. And uh, they want to hear things in their own language. And so maybe just one Hmong show isn't enough. Maybe we need two <laughs> at least. And so I think uh, I've been very proud to call KFAI our home for women folk. And ever since the beginning, KFAI has always made a place for women's music and mm-hmm. women's voices. And uh, that's why um, I'm really proud to have women folk there. And, and as long as they continue to have me and I don't get bored with the show, I'm going <laughs> to keep doing it. That's great. I don't know, Sean. I mean, is it important to have a place for women's voices? Oh, you mean not just play them once an hour and don't you dare play <laughs> twice an hour like we were both taught in our early days of radio? This morning, I secretly and very sneakily played three women in a row yes. on my radio job. Now, granted, they're all hits and they're all songs you've heard of before. But I'm seriously, when you and I started in the 90s, it was verboten to even play back-to-back yeah. women, let alone three in a row, four in a row. Or, God forbid, two hours every Wednesday morning on some sort of communist upstart station sitting. Where do people find for people who do not are not familiar with KFAI? I know it's hard to believe, but we all kind of live in our own bubbles. There are going to be people hearing this who have never heard KFAI. Where do you find it? KFAI.org. And if you're listening old school on your radio in your car, 90.3 FM. Uh, But, yeah, there's also a mobile app where you can just choose your favorite shows and listen whenever you want, which is pretty cool. Ellen Stanley is our guest, and she has been hosting Women Folk Radio on KFAI for 20 years. And this Sunday, a celebration at the Parkway Theater in South Minneapolis on Chicago Avenue. We've talked about who's going to be there. It's obviously going to be a mind bender. And I'm sure pretty emotional for you. What's the next song we're going to hear right here? Now, an artist whose name, by the way, another artist who made a splash nationally some time ago, I had no idea that she decided to call Minnesota home. Yeah, she lives like not far from here. Like a couple miles. Do you from want here. to call her? We can have her come Just over. Just have her come on yeah. over. Maybe uh, not today, but in the future, yes, I would love to have her come over. We should over. totally have her come on the show. Uh, this is Jonathan Brooke, and I first got to know her music probably in in high school. Right. Um, it probably what right around the nineties. Sometimes she had uh, a duo called The Story, and they they were on a major label and uh, did this really cool mixture of like folk and pop and really weird dissonant harmonies. Like think of the Roaches, but like hmm. just artier. So well, I'm sorry, artier than the roaches. Well, I don't know, artier, just different. I mean, but yeah, two voices where you could never tell who was singing what part. And, like and as a singer myself, I love. I would just obsessively listen to these, trying to you know follow one voice, and I couldn't do it because their voices were so Im- immersed and intertwined. And um, but Jonathan Brooks gone on to have a big solo career, mm-hmm. lived in New York and L.A., uh, but found her way to Minnesota. And um, a few years back, maybe like 2018, 2019, she moved here. And uh, but over the years, she's been a guest on the show even before she moved to Minneapolis. But now that she lives here, uh, I get to catch up with her a lot more often. And um, yeah, I'm just really excited that she's going to be a part of the show because she's been a part of my musical life for for much longer than I've been hosting women folk. Still chasing cars, playing in the undertow, barking at the stars, wondering where you are, thinking I'll never know. I still play with fire And I'm hoping that I might get burned Toying with desire Teasing to the wire Thinking that I'll never learn Well, some things I earn Some things I steal Cause there's an angel on my shoulder But the devil's got the wheel I told the line Make the leap How the wind would blow 
fast I could go and who would frame my soul to keep well some things I earn and some things I steal cause it's an angel on my soul but the devil's eyes are way I've told a line but the night falls the anger's heaven knows I like the taste of danger most of all One of an amazing array of artists that you're going to see performing this Sunday at celebrating 20 years of women folk radio at the Parkway Theater in South Minneapolis, hosted by today's guest, Ellen Stanley. Uh, that would be Jonathan Brooke. And wow, voice sounds like it's probably still in check. Oh, my gosh. So good. So good. And I heard her recently at the Dakota with her new cello songs project mm. with like strings and all this stuff. Love and, cello. And uh, yeah, she's, she's still at the top of her game and she's like writing musicals and doing all this cool stuff and that's one of the things that I love about women folk is getting to talk with the artists like doing the artist interviews to me is my favorite part and that's usually my favorite part of other people's shows like your show is like I want to hear what people have to say beyond their music and hear what makes them tick and as a musician I always want to know that nerdery behind the scenes you know Uh, get the more even beyond the liner notes which these days we don't even get liner notes (laughs) so for more than 20 years I worked at a station that is very artist centric you know less so these days than it used to be but my very favorite part as well was doing the studio C mm-hmm. performances mm-hmm. because we got to sit there and of course it's it, it's mind bending and humbling to get to watch the music unfold 
10 feet from you, right? Mm-hmm. But talking to these people, learning these people, it's also the single, my favorite, single favorite thing about doing this podcast, doing real radio for a living. You get two minutes of conversation, tops, and then, you know, it, and it's over. And here we can kind of take our time and explore different things. And I always come with a list of questions, but I find my favorite parts are when I set the list down and then the conversation unfolds and you get to meet a real person, right? Oh, yeah. And I think that's what I really love about doing women folk at a station like KFAI is that I can take as much time as I want. Yep. Like the only thing that keeps me in check really is just like, you know, OK, listeners probably want to hear some music now. But beyond <laughs> that, like I can sp- I could spend a whole hour with someone if I want or Easy. I could spend 10 minutes, you know, and I I think that 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 flexibility and be able to go where the conversation leads and that organic um Radio is something that I wish we had more of, and if I can be a little piece of that, uh, then I feel feel good about what I've done. Well, and I'm glad that there are new avenues to market. I'm glad that people can podcast. I'm glad that people can stream. I'm glad that people can download. But there is something. The reason the, the the basic way that Sean and I approach this show is like doing a radio show, mm-hmm. right? Like we just do it, and sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's awful, sometimes <laughs> there are tears, and other times there's a tremendous amount of laughter. And there, but there's always music, and there's always something interesting that I never knew before, which is why Jesus Christ, two hundred and eighty-one episodes in, hey Sean, that is crazy. I said to Ellen off the air, and I'll say it to both of you: the coolest thing that you two have in common. Think about how many artists you've each elevated over your careers, local, regional, national. It's been pretty incredible. So thank you both. Well, I I guess thanks for that. But more, I think to the point and more humbling is getting an insight, right? Like otherwise, I mean, their music is amazing, right? But getting to even talk to the person for a little bit, getting additional insight and then being able to share that insight with other people. Sorry if you didn't sell any more records by being on the podcast, but you know what? <clears throat> this was fun, and it was interesting, and it, it, it's endlessly <laughs> and fascinating And we now know you eat Cheetos on the road. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> well, I just, love, that's what I love. I love getting those weird yeah. little insights of yeah. like the little kind of um, camera view into someone's yes. life beyond the music, because right. I think that's what they're not asked about very often, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, you're a human. Yeah. Interesting. Well, and, and to be fair, Cheetos are delicious. Before we wrap up, <clears throat> we got to go have some Cheetos. About, yeah, exactly. well, I mean, I, we may have to take a Cheetos break. But before we talk about and wrap up and give you the final details on celebrating 20 years of Women Folk Radio with Ellen Stanley this coming Sunday, I do want to thank a few people. I want to thank those of you who are Patreon members from the beginning that are still with us to this day. We do have a Patreon event coming up. We are putting the final touches on it right now a pre-holiday patreon show and remember patreon members you are automatically invited plus any previous guest or supporter of the show you will also be invited to that so details as they develop so again though really thank you the patreon people helped us get off the ground we wouldn't be where we are now without them also our good friends at audio quip nate and his crew are back out there the world is back out there what they do is provide very professional advice and equipment to people who need professional broadcasting equipment, live performance equipment. They are experts at what they do, and they've been on board literally since day one. Yeah, please consider them if you're if you're looking at leasing equipment. Yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, thanks to Smart Start. Thanks to our friends at MoxieWealthManagement.com. And thank you, Sean Bernard. Thank you, Brian. I hope you feel better, man. I'm really, I, I feel better than I having days actually that's fine be, but, but i there, don't sound great no you sounded like you were hawking up a inner organ over there you gonna be that all right seems negative well no i'm <laughs> trying to stay positive i'm worried about you you're I my feel, friend I'm fine. nothing to see here <laughs> that's that what they like, always I say i can't wait to get out of this room she's like oh my god <laughs> it actually is a tuberculosis <laughs> yeah. ward you're welcome ellen ellen in addition to uh before we wrap things up on women folk radio and the big celebration this weekend in addition to 20 years or more of doing this kind of radio, doing this kind of promotion, a lifetime of being a music fan. You're also a musician. Will you please give me a relatively brief explanation of Mother Banjo? <laughs> a, where it started, and B, what it, what it continues to be. Well, Mother Banjo is my music playing alter ego. I'm a banjo playing singer-songwriter, and I play uh, original songs, uh, folk, Americana, 
uh, gospel music, all different kinds of stuff. And um, yeah, it, I always joke that it's an accordion band because not because there are accordions, because having accordions and a banjo in the same band might be, you know, make people's head explode. But <laughs> it does sound like a lot. I'm going to be on, on, <laughs> yeah. on, on paper, Ellen. That sounds like a right. lot. Right. So you don't have to worry. There usually is not an accordion player in the band, but I mean that it expands and contracts. So sometimes it could be mother oh. banjo playing solo. It could be uh, with a duo or trio, or it could be a full five or six member band. So with, with electric instruments and drums. So it really, um, and then we also have a bluegrass version of the band that is all acoustic and stripped down and we play the bluegrass festival. So I, it kind of, um, much like women folk, it kind of, it's, it's a lot of different folk flavors. Um, but we, our main thing is we like a good soulful groove. So we're known to cover some, some pop songs with some interesting spins. That's one of my favorites. Some of the bluegrass covers I've heard over the years are brilliant. I've got two important questions and I do not mean to talk down or demean or mock. I'm asking this in all sincerity. In any iteration of the band over the many years you've been playing on your banjo, has anyone ever played spoons live in the band? Like clicking spoons live on their leg kind I've of thing. I've guessed it in with someone who played spoons, but I've, I don't have a regular band member. Although uh, Ben Cookfeltz, who's who I am married to and has been a guest here on the show, and he is a great been. musician in his own right. Uh, but Not he, to mention a really cool individual. I had not met him before that visit to this show. He is a pretty cool individual. I, I, I liked him a lot. You, you never know when you haven't met someone before and you only know them by reputation. One never knows, and he's great. Yeah, he is. And he's an incredible musician. He actually, although most people know him as a piano player, he's actually he went to school for percussion and drums. And uh, so he can play anything percussive. Wow. So he's never taken up the spoons. I'm sure he could if I asked him. I'm not sure I'm going to ask him, though. What about thimbles on the washboard? Oh, yeah, actually, he has a washboard, but he I'll is not. He but uh, again, he has yet to sort of figure out his thing on it. Uh, again, that three and a half year old uh, kiddo of ours uh, has you know, takes up a lot of time. It does. It turns out. Uh, <laughs> washed, uh, the, this will be the last one, and then we'll get back to the <laughs> event. Um, has anyone ever played the washtub bass? Upside down washtub and the one string broomstick bass kind of thing. Yes. Uh, well, I've sat in with the Brass Kings, and they have a washtub bass player. Yeah. Um, but also, um, Amanda Standalone, who's an incredible singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, uh, lives in western Minnesota, uh, plays in the Twin Cities too. Uh, she is an incredible washed up bass player. And so she's played with the band before and she's really cool. And see, again, I mean that in all sincerity. There is no mockery there whatsoever. When you watch someone play something you're not used to seeing, we've all been to a million rock shows, yes. right? When you watch someone unfold in front of you doing something that normally you'd like cast aside and they're really good at it <laughs> it makes me think of that scene in it might get loud where jack mm. white is literally out back of the house and he makes a guitar yes. out of a coke bottle one piece yep. of steel wire a two by four a couple of nails a pickup and then he just goes for it and he's like who sees who says you need to buy one to play a guitar mm-hmm. I, it, that was humbling to me and wildly eye-opening. Ellen, before we say goodbye, let's remind people, celebrating 20 years of Women Folk Radio, your show on KFAI. It's happening this Sunday at the Parkway Theater, and I think it's important to remind people, as you said, KFAI, I've worked for a so-called public radio station. I did for about three and a half years. They're going to be just fine. If no one gave them another dime until the end of our lifetimes, they're going to be able to keep the lights on. Not so for KFAI. KFAI is as... Well, (laughs) I mean, they make it sound like that over there, but it's not the same animal. I've been to KFAI, and you do need the community support to keep the lights on, to keep things running, to keep the license active. This is important. If you believe the more diverse... And the more opportunities there are in our community, the better than KFAI is worth supporting. And this is a very, very easy way to support them. You buy a ticket, that money goes to KFAI mm-hmm. and keeps Minneapolis, I don't want to say weird because it's not weird. It keeps us interesting and diverse and enriched. And every, I mean, like this is a fundraiser for KFAI. Mm-hmm. Yeah? yeah, yeah, it is. And uh, and I can't think of a better way of supporting KFAI than with the music that we get to play on KFAI because KFAI exists. Uh, uh, these artists have platforms on stations like KFAI and whether they're smaller artists coming up on the scene or whether they're established artists like Jonathan Brooke, um, the point is is that we have, there's a space for them that they know that we'll let them know about the shows, the new releases, so that they can keep ha- making a living making music, which is really important for all of us. And tickets for the show, how do we get tickets? Uh, you go to theparkwaytheater.com, and you can also go to womenfolkradio.com. You'll find info there. And uh, there's also some VIP tickets. You can get some 
some not only special seating, uh, but some cool CDs Ooh. with your ticket purchase. And you, it means more money will be going to uh, KFAI. That's so. great. Congratulations on 20 years, Ellen. Thank That's you awesome. so much. This is really exciting. Yeah, well, very good. And anybody else who wants more information, again, kfai.org, mm-hmm. the, or no, com, mm-hmm. and com as well. We got one more song to play. I'm going to let you take us out here with a band that I know literally nothing about. So please help me understand. Well, this is the next generation coming up. This is an innovative string duo named the OK Factor. Uh, they... They mix classical and folk roots music styles. They just did a collaboration with Swedish band Yarv. Uh, <laughs> and so they do everything, but they've also uh, backed up artists like Ellis. And they're going to be playing together with Ellis and separately. Uh, the OK Factor is their name. Olivia and Carla make up the duo. And uh, they just are incredible musicians. Uh, and they they can back up artists like Trampled by Turtles, but then they'll do their own unique thing. And right here they're covering... Bob Dylan's Ring Them Bells, um, and uh, Ellis is actually performing with them on this track. You'll hear some vocals, but often they uh, just perform instrumental music. And uh, Ryan, you're going to love this. This is not a Christmas song, but it's from a holiday album called Have Yourself an OK Christmas, because it's never too early, right? strong. 
breaking down the distance between right and wrong.